Hi, I'm Susanna, and this is The Susanna Gibbs Show. If you love dance and want to hear more about the process of what it takes to run a dance company, or Bruce Wood, or Lar Lubavitch, I would encourage you to go to our sponsors page, gibbagencydallas.com. I totally fangirled on Joy. I asked her so many questions I just didn't have time to include here in this podcast. We also include information on their upcoming April 29th gala, which includes new works by Lar Lubavitch. The pre-show has cocktails, and then the show, you can also buy tickets to the gala, which includes dinner, cocktails, dancing, live music. Sounds like a blast. And now, a word from our sponsor. Hi, I'm Susanna Gibb, owner of Gibb Insurance Services. Yes, I am the same person. We have over 25 years of experience serving Texas families and businesses for all of their home, auto, health, life, and business insurance needs. But because we rebranded two years ago, Google has us on page 10 of their search engine. So any click to our website is a big help. Go to GibAgencyDallas.com for quotes to learn more about our agency, see the behind the scenes of this podcast, and to tell us what you think of our show. And now, on with the show. We are big fans of your company. So, all right. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay. On the podcast today, on the show, I have Joy Bollinger, who is the artistic director of the amazing Bruce Wood Dance Company. And you guys have been around for how many years now? Bruce Wood Dance, as it's known here in Dallas, has been around since 2010. 2010. Now, mm-hmm. why was the, you just said, as it's known here in Dallas? What does that mean? Well, Bruce started a company in Fort Worth when he first came back to Texas and began his choreographic career. And so that company existed from the late 1990s to 2007. And then in 2010, it's our 13 year anniversary, he was asked to create uh, a couple new works for a Lifetime Achievement Award. And he did that. He did a piece on Booker T. And everybody started talking about wanting to see his stuff again. Mm-hmm. And so that, uh, that moment was the spark that got Dallas excited about having Bruce Wood come to Dallas. And that was the start of Bruce Wood Dance in Dallas, as the company is now. When were you in Bruce Wood Dance? I had the privilege of joining the Fort Worth company uh, when I graduated from TCU in 2002. And I danced for him in that company until it folded in 2007. I'd had this kind of amazing introduction into the dance world. Yes, it was hard. Yes, he was not always kind, but I fell in love with his work. So I began dancing for him. I mean, that's over 20 years ago now. Then that performance in 2010 for that Lifetime Achievement Award, I got to participate in that. And so I knew that there was murmurs and talk. And Gail Halperin, the first time I met her was at that that event. And she came up to me and she said, everyone is so excited to see Bruce's work again. We're going to have a show. That was it. That was the moment that the company took off in Dallas. And it started as a project. Bruce, of course, was reluctant <laughs> and hesitant. And Gail said, okay, we'll just, we'll just one show. I'll do one show. So when did you stop dancing with Bruce Wood? In 2014, I became pregnant with my first child, my son. He had a show coming up in that 
at the end of, I guess that was June that year, 2014. And um, I told him, I said, Oh, my goodness, I'm so sorry. I, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm pregnant. He said, You know what, you just take your time when you're ready to come back because I've been dancing for him every year up to that point. And so uh, that was the year he passed away. And he had asked me to come just watch rehearsal and give input. And I flew to Texas. And that's when I got the phone call that he had passed away. That was a really a pivotal moment for the company. I, I kind of stepped into the role a little bit at that moment of a rehearsal assistant helper in any way, because everybody was just trying to do what they could to support that. Kimmy was there. Nicole Ray was there helping. Gail was there. And the dancers were invested and they wanted to still perform. So I did perform more after my first child, even in the absence of Bruce under Kaido's leadership until I had my second child at uh, age 39. So I think my last performance, I was 38 years old. It was a thrill and a joy to dance uh, at that age and, um, and feel like, wow, what a beautiful career and amount of time enjoying the stage. And now I get to enjoy it from the other side. What is the average career for a dancer in years? I have to think it's well, less than 10, two, five. Yeah, I think it depends perhaps on what exact style. Ballet dancers do move into their 30s with lots of physical therapy and upkeep and like doing doing the work outside of the studio to keep their body running at that level. Bruce loved older dancers. He said many times, I love working with older dancers. And that just means in your thirties, <laughs> not, not old in any other standard, but that's in He said they dance smarter. They make better decisions on stage, their presence, everything has arrived to this really beautiful place where they're not so driven by the technical aspects, but the artistry and the, the real relationship with self and arriving to their identity arrives them to be super vulnerable and real on stage. I love our dancers in our company now. We have a group of them that have had careers before this one in dance and have moved into this company and they're approaching their 30s or in their 30s and they are the most intelligent, thoughtful artistically gifted group because they've seasoned in such a beautiful way. And so, yeah, 38 is probably pushing it. I know people who've danced way past that. Our rehearsal director, Matt Rivera, danced till I believe 45. So it is possible. You can do it. <laughs> but it is extraordinary. And it does take a certain eye and a certain hope for the director to see something else on stage rather than just only technical aspects, even though we crave those two and those are vital and important. What was Bruce like? When I first began working for him, he was extremely demanding. He would create this intensity and need for incredible focus in the room. He didn't say much when he was creating. He would just do and then he might say, no, not like that. But instead of describing it verbally, he might just come take your hand and, and put it on somebody a different way. And he said, more like this. And 
very subtle, very nuanced. You had to really take everything in so carefully because you had to quickly understand what he meant without him necessarily explaining it in detail. Doesn't sound like he was maybe a great communicator with words. Right. Not at all. Uh, It was about feelings. And if he wasn't happy with what we produced, it didn't matter if somebody was in pain, if we were pouring with sweat, he would just say again, and you might have to run a 20 minute work from the start all over again. It was extremely demanding physically, mentally, emotionally. And, and he could be, he could use his words when he wanted um, (laughs) in a, in a very fierce way. And I think at the time, didn't know how much this group of people loved him. So he he really made sure that he injected a little bit of fear in there as a motivator instead of relying on the, the love of him and the art form. When he started the second company in Dallas, I saw a shift in him. And I I felt that he approached it a little bit differently the second time around, where Yes, he could still be demanding. He could still show extreme dislike at times uh, if, if you weren't producing at the level you needed to be. However, he had a little bit more understanding and a little bit more just joy in the process. I think having lost the first company and that part of his life closing, I think that second chance He gave himself a little bit of grace there with what he was requiring and the output. And I I get it now that I'm on the choreographer side of it. It is is hard to walk in every day, create on demand, create on demand, and don't just create anything, create greatness on demand. Mm -hmm. And he did it at a, a level and a speed in the Fort Worth company, he would have a new work in every show. And that was four times a year. And then we'd be revisiting other works of his. So he was just having to pour, pour out of himself constantly. And that's hard. And it's hard to do that. And then the other aspects of the job, which, you know, can be time consuming and stressful in a myriad of other ways. So it's like he needed the dancers to be the most um, stable and common denominator of all the of all the things he needed that to be just you know home the safe the safe bet so when you took when you became the artistic director that was 2019 yeah it was that the, right? the fall of 2018 okay so you got a full year before covid no you got two years before covid was like haha yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah little did we know so and did you cuz the the three shows I've seen so far, you had a work in every show. Are you following in those footsteps of doing a work for every show? Or are you pulling from things that you've already choreographed? Both. I'm pulling from things that I've choreographed on the company and creating new works. Choreographing is my most favorite part of my job. I, I delight in it. Yes, it can be a stress and a, and a huge undertaking. But I feel that when I'm working on that, it's one of those things where you present something and you realize that 
might just be the most true form of expressing myself that I have. That's so neat. Yeah. It's a treat for me because you're working with such high caliber, incredibly gifted dancers and you're familiar with them. So what you can dream up is, is, is quite endless because you know, you know, you know, this group, you know, their strengths, you know, who can do what, and you can start to really imagine and build before you're ever in the studio with the dancers. That has to help you guys, right? You have, how many works of Bruce's do you have in the library that you can that you can pull from, and it seems like a huge advantage for your company versus other companies is that you have this giganto library to pull from. It is a massive advantage. Bruce's, the library of his work is so good and there's so much to pull from that it's it's a treasure trove. You have every option you need to really balance a show because when you bring in a guest artist, they could be inspired by anything. It's a little bit of a blind date. You know their work. You know what they've done in the past. But uh, in terms of knowing exactly what's going to be moving them at that point in time when they're coming in to stage something on the company, it's a little bit of a gamble. And so thank you to Bruce for creating so many amazing works and for pushing himself to different aspects of the work. He has beautifully fluid ballet works, things that use space in such a gorgeous and seamless way. And then he has works where he says, forget that, take the shoes off. We're going to be barefoot. It's going to be tough. It's going to be thrashy and thrown and raw and visceral and ugly. And then he has works that are more intimate and playful, fun, jazzy, light, 70s, groovy. I mean, he, it's the full gamut and it keeps us from being a rep company where you're just always having to yeah, financially pull in a guest for every single piece in a show. And his works are outstanding. They're outstanding. Lucky us. So do you, you, you mentioned different styles of dance. When you guys are looking for dancers, is there like, a, okay, you have to have this background? There is a need for a strong discipline and ballet technique. However, there is also a need for a real sense of weight and the groundedness and flow that comes with modern and contemporary work. It takes a special a special individual because I feel like often, and especially what sometimes is elevated in young people in dance uh, with these generations right now that are coming out of high school and college, is they have been taught to move in a lot of different ways, but they have mostly been trained to achieve emotional fierceness on stage. But they may not have had many experiences where they need to have contact with another human being and for it to feel real and mm. intimate. And they haven't maybe had opportunities to be just a person dancing instead of a dancer presenting. And so that is something that I feel is sometimes a challenge for the youth. I see their their physical ability has incredible range. I think contemporary has come so far that most dancers who have trained in those avenues have, have taken on a lot and physically and, and had a lot of experiences. I think it comes... Um, kind of back to what we we're saying about the older dancers to, to being at the place where you can share different parts of yourself on stage and train in that way with other people. Your dancers 
are amazing. They're amazing. Amazing. I grew up in dance. Dance recitals is absolutely nothing like going to to a Bruce Wood dance show. I was blown away. The first one was Renew. We sat up close to the stage. I could hear the dancers breathing. Do you guys teach the breath or is that was just, because we talk about breath all the time and theater and poetry and you guys talk about, all right, breathe here. We do. Yeah, absolutely. That was a, a Bruce thing. He, he used it in many dances, sometimes for the rhythm. There's a work uh, we might do next season where there's a silent section and it's all, there's no music, there's no sound, it's coordinated with breath. But even when there was music, he would use breath for the dancers to fully embody the action needed. And if you're releasing a certain type of breath or an accent, it's going to really unite the group in that feeling as a whole. And also, it's a it's a good check for each other. You know where that person is behind you and beside you when you can't see them, but you can feel them and hear their breathing in real time with you. It unifies the group and it creates that thing he would say the most important important person on stage is not any individual in the company. It's the whole. Mm-hmm. And I think he used breath for that reason as well. And so, and we still do. I feel like your company would hold up against any other company in any other city. The talent level is so high. Do you have other cities that you feel like you're compete with? Do you collaborate with? Is that even on I don't know if you guys tour or... When you brought it up earlier, I uh, came on as artistic director in fall of 2018. And we had this sweet little period of creating and expanding before the pandemic. In January of 2020, uh, we had been invited to perform in New York at the Joyce Theater as part of American Dance Platform. And that was this, you know, this rise. Here we were, we were climbing, we were getting more opportunities to perform outside of our, of our Texas circle. And, and then boom, shut down, pause button. And it really, you know, it was a little bit of a, a kick in the gut in terms of that momentum that we built and um, having people in New York say, Oh, that's right. I've seen, I've heard of Bruce Wood. I've seen them. It was exciting. We were getting more opportunities to really expand our, our reach and our name nationally. Uh, those opportunities are coming back. And as people are getting back into the theater and to see live performance and the name of the company, you know, people are looking around saying, okay, which companies not only made it through the pandemic, but are up and ready to go. We're one of those. We're up and ready to go. We have great rep right now. We have great dancers right now. We did not lay off our dancers during the pandemic. We kept them. Are they really paid? They were paid. Do they have to have other jobs? They do have to have other jobs because we rehearse. We don't rehearse a a 40-hour work week. It's a smaller work week. The amount of hours they work depends on if it's a performance or non-performance week, but it's not a full salary in terms of, I think, what what I imagine would be what it takes to survive in Dallas. But a lot of them teach in the evenings and, and work at studios and choreograph. And so they're fully invested in dance. We've tried to find more opportunities for them to teach for us or our outreach programs. So the more we can provide an income for them from the company is important. We want, um, we want them to stick around. We want them to stay and grow with us. Does Dallas, because Dallas, I think, 
has, has made a bigger commitment in supporting the arts. Do you see the difference from when you first started to now? It's tricky. It's tricky to see. I, I, I have, we have been very grateful. I feel like, especially during the pandemic and as it was finishing, a lot of grant opportunities opened up. The city of Dallas really worked to support organizations like us who lost you know, lost our ability to do what we do and produce and to meet in a room and to dance together. I think now what we crave is um, the audiences coming back to theaters and, you know, and, and filling up the entire place like they used to. And just, I don't think that's, I think that's just a habit that was lost, you know, during that time. And it's getting there and it's growing and it's coming back. But yeah, go see shows. Go see shows. Absolutely. Do you feel like, you know, there's so much coming out of Me Too, women empowerment, and we are in an age of promoting women. Is dance of the artistic options one of the more equitable places because there's so many women involved? Or do you feel like there's still room for women to be the executive directors, the artistic directors? I think that has changed so much, probably just in the last 10 years. I think when I started dancing, could I would see women in the role of the school director, but not the company director, not the artistic director or the executive director. In that ballet world, it seemed like there was definitely male leadership most often around me. I have to say that now this company is an entirely female-led team. The administrative staff is all female, and we think that's exceptional. I I think it's exciting. We spoke with a group recently that said, you know, y'all need to highlight that. That's an accomplishment in this field. And it hasn't always been like that. And um, it took that kind of moment of recognition to say, that's right, that is an accomplishment. And I am seeing that more. I see news all the time where an artistic director has been appointed to a company and it, and it is a female now. And I think Wendy Whalen at New York City Ballet was one of those first big ones at a major ballet company. And then, you know, it was trickling down. It was happening in Europe. But now I see it more and more here. And I feel like that's wonderful. That's very great. And um, I'm grateful. What does Joy Bollinger want to do with Bruce Wood Dance? I have to think it's a balance of preserving legacy and creating your own. Yeah, that's exactly right. I feel privileged and honored to preserve Bruce's legacy. He touched so many and and places we hadn't been in years since the Fort Worth coming. said, I remember Bruce. I remember his work. I loved that piece I saw, you know, 20 years ago, 19 years ago. And it sticks with them. And one of his goals was to do that for the, for the feeling and the memory of his works to linger and last in people. So carrying that on is, is so exciting for me. And because of what we talked about earlier, where there is so much still to share. We, the audience doesn't know every work he's ever done. There's so much there. We can dig out old ones that haven't been done in years. We can bring back favorites. It's just so much to pull from. And then, the, and then you pair that. You pair that with new work on the company and masterworks coming in and you really have a well-rounded offering. The audience comes, each piece has its own thing to say. They're very different. If you didn't fall in love with number one, then number two is going to blow your socks off. If you didn't fall in love with that, then number three is going to seal the deal. It's our goal to have his work shared 
hopefully in the future on a more national level, as people see that the company has incredible names in the rep next to Bruce Wood and next to Joy Bollinger. So it's an exciting time. There's nothing better I could do with my time as artistic director than watch great dance being created and put on stage by this company. So check it out. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate Thank you for having me. It was a joy. <laughs> it was a joy with joy. Yay. If you'd like to connect with us, go to gibagencydallas.com. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks again. And we look forward to being with you again soon.